Hey guys, it's Jim here from Creative Plane Podcast Network. We are back in August, which means a couple of things. One, it means we are coming up on D&D Journey of the 5th edition's 3rd anniversary, which we're going to be doing a special uh, live stream episode on the Creative Plane Podcast Facebook page. And that will be happening on August the 19th. We'll be Facebook living that game and doing it from Tucson Games and Gadgets using some of the awesome minis for the setup there of the Scourging of Venom Fang. Finally, the group, the Lost Fellowship, gets to go back and find Venom Fang and teach him a little what for. Hmm. Hope he doesn't have any cultists with him. We'll find out then in about two weeks. And also wanted to give you guys a little head start. D&D Journey the 5th Edition and Creative Plan Podcast Network will be doing a Kickstarter to help support us through next season. So if you can, dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars. Hey, we're even going to be doing some Roll20... Uh, prize levels and things like that so please keep an eye open for that i'll go ahead and shoot lots of links when the kickstarter's up and going but the big thing for august the one that you all love and know at least if you remember last year from the obscene numbers of posts that we did hashtag rpg a day well the great guys over at rpg brigade have brought us hashtag rpg a day 2017 now it's the fourth year. This August, we're going to ask tabletop role players everywhere to tweet, blog, YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook their hashtag RPG a day answers to celebrate everything cool, memorable, and amazing about our hobby. And by the way, our hobby is an awesome one. Just recently did a game day over at Fundraising for Rincon this year, and everybody had a blast. Uh, Kelly and I got to join in with a bunch of friends and play the new Star Trek Adventures game. I love the mechanic behind that game. The building of momentum, the awesomeness. That I can't wait to get the Infinity RPG from the Kickstarter I backed because it uses the same game mechanic like Conan. And it's just going to be awesome to play. But let's get back to August the 1st. What published RPG do you wish you were playing right now? Honestly, I've got like a handful of honorable mentions that I want to do. But the one game that's been filling up my time with lots of reading and research and ideas and comprehensive of just how I want to play a group with, that would be Polaris, the role-playing game. A lot of people are saying, what's Polaris? It's one of the relatively new ones that came out thanks to their awesome Kickstarter. On the creativeplanepodcastnetwork.com page, I did do a little spiel showing the different books and stuff that I've got. And it's, it's a great RPG that mixes living under the sea and post-apocalypse. The basic pretense behind the storyline is, who knows how long ago, but long ago the surface world was just scourged, destroyed, utterly ruined, and made to be unlivable. We don't know if it was kaiju, if it was nanobots, if it was nuclear holocaust. Nobody knows quite for sure. All we know is that this has become a worst-case scenario along the lines of Sequest DSV. Where the people are now living under the sea, mixed with a little bit of, I, I like to think like I t tell everybody when I give them the spiel for the for the storyline is, it has a great feel of the Jedi ness because there's this thing called the Polaris effect, and it's basically the mixture of psionics and magic in the game setting. So you have this huge technological power armor, subs, torpedoes, laser weapons, people living in underwater communities, biospheres. Then you've got these, basically, the what I refer to as the Jedi, the cult of the Trident, basically control this beautiful city that reminds me of Babylon 5, and that all, all walks of life are welcome as long as you obey the laws and the rules, and political intrigue up the wazoo in Equinox. That's the, that's the name of the station. 
Then you have the opposite cult, the Black Sun, which I feel are very Sithy. You know, it's 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 almost like the the best of the Jedi and the Sith from the old Republic era. So you have this great dichotomy of two users of the Polaris effect in opposite ends of each other. And I could just so see I, I so wished if I was a player, I would probably actually play a Polaris Effect user who's secretly a member of the Black Sun, because that would just be an awesome story arc. Or like some of the one-shot characters I've rolled up for, for folks. One of my main characters, her brother, is a member of the Black Sun, and she is a member of the Cult of the Trident. So it's just, it's a great setting. It's got tons of fluff. I mean, major countries under the ocean, complete change up on the scripts of different locations. I mean, I there's quite a few little stations I want to build for the world myself just to, to change things up a little bit, but I love the breakdown of the major factions that they have. And they do a great job, since this is an RPG that's been going on for quite a few years, of as it's coming over from France, because the Kickstarter, they're actually slowly bringing about the storyline that they've been playing out for years. So let me give you a quick, uh, quick fluff session of the brief history. Welcome to the world of Polaris, a dark world where you, the adventurers, will have to survive the most extreme conditions that one could possibly imagine. From the ice-cold void of space. Yes, by the way. In Polaris, the surface might be ruined, but people are actually on space and terraforming Mars. To the unfathomable depths of the ocean. Not to mention the planet's surface ravaged by catastrophes of biblical proportions and an underground kingdom filled with nameless abominations. You will have your work cut out for you to survive the dangers that are lurking around every corner. It is the 6th century after the fall of the Empire of the Geneticians, and the world has certainly changed. Little is known about what exactly forced humankind to flee from the surface and to find refuge beneath the seas. Some speak of the major upheaval of the land's ecosystems and the horrendous wars that may have driven mankind to the very brink of extinction. The dark age that preceded the exodus during which the waters of the ocean rose by over 200 meters is said to have lasted for 300 years. During these 300 years, the mysterious geneticians allegedly came to offer their help to the last of the human people, to prepare for their exile below the waves and to protect them from the elusive enemy of which nothing is now known. Through their mastery of science, the geneticians enabled the last humans to hide away beneath the ocean's surface, and it was there that they established the first empire that was to last a thousand years. This was an era of peace and prosperity, during which the human race multiplied, the oceans, protected from the harmful influences of the surface by the genetician science, allowed humankind to survive and set the basics of a new civilization. This civilization prospered and even managed to reestablish some of the severed connections with the desolate surface where almost all living species had vanished. Fully automated installations were built above ground to, to extract the more polluting substances as well as those that were not available in sufficient quantities beneath the oceans. The geneticians built strange complexes there, which still operate today. They also built the first surface observation stations. Then, little by little, life began to appear again on the, those cursed lands. The plants mutated, strange creatures appeared, and the insects emerged from their underground lairs. Parasites and symbiotic life forms began to flourish. However, in spite of all the wonders accomplished by the new masters of this world, some began to question the price they had to pay. It must have been high indeed, as under the banner of the Azure Alliance, the rebellion set the seabeds ablaze and the empire crumbled. 
A new order began, but it was a fragile one, and near the end of the second century after the empire, humanity began to suffer from terrible ailments. The proportion of sterile individuals within the population was constantly increasing, and many individuals were suffering from strong genetic degeneration. The human race was once more on the brink of extinction. At the same time, the underground cities were attacked by a mysterious burrower people. The Azure Alliance struggled to quench those two problems, and it fell apart in the middle of the 3rd century, leaving a world to fall into chaos. It would be over a century before the new order came into play, this time that of the hegemony. It was in 370 that this powerful nation ruled over by the patriarchs launched several programs attempting to, to ensure the survival of the human race, from the, the establishment of a strict mass reproduction policy to launching of a vast colonization program and the construction of an impressive fleet of war vessels. The hegemony was suddenly omnipresent. Nothing seemed capable of stopping this nation of the patriarchs, not even its sworn enemy, the Red League. With its bombers and its techno-hybrid elite troopers, the hegemony spread terror throughout the oceans, and yet, in the year 375, the priests of the Trident, members of the little-known cult, put an end to the hegemonic ambitions of the underwater nations by revealing to the world the extent of the power of the flux, a mysterious energy running through every part of the world beneath the waves and above. What then became known as the Polaris Effect was found to be a powerful weapon capable of wiping out entire fleets of vessels. It was also discovered that some people were capable of triggering this strange energy in a completely involuntary manner, and that this often resulted in true catastrophes. What exactly was the flux? No one really knew. Some sort of echo of our own reality that is made of pure energy. Something from another dimension. One thing was sure, the priests of the Trident had learned to master it, and they planned to use it to enforce peace. The frequency of wars diminished after their strong-arm operation against the more belligerent underwater nations. The Submarine States Organization, or SMSO, was founded, as well as the International Watchers Corps and the cult of the Trident Station called Equinox began to place to be for every diplomat under the Seven Seas. It is also worthy of mentioning that around the middle of the 5th century, a new faction appeared beneath the oceans, the Black Sun Fellowship. A dissident group from the cult of the Trident, whose infamous Trident hunters are feared under every ocean on the globe. Your adventures will begin between 566 and 569, a crucial period of the world of Polaris RPG, as it has the potential of great transformations that could change the face of the world once and for all. I just love the concept because, you know, as most groups, you can be part of this, you know, United Nations of the Underseas, and you can just go troubleshoot and go crazy on the, on the ship. Wait till you see this book. The illustrations are gorgeous. And if you do get a chance to play it, I definitely recommend you pick up the character files. They're 16 pages, you know, basically a playbook for your player. And it has all the tables and all the actual game mechanics that you need to play the game. So, hey, guys, check out the links. I'll throw a couple out there. Polaris. That's my pick for August the 1st of what game I wish I could be playing right now. So, hey, guys, what game is the do you want to play? And hey, I challenge all of you to the RPG A Day Challenge. Make sure you spread the word and hashtag RPG A Day 2017. All right, guys, thank you for listening. And hopefully you can listen to some of the one shots we're going to be doing for Polaris because I'm wanting to get my feet wet, if you know what I mean. So remember, jump into the Polaris effect. Later, guys.
Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok's story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.